Welcome to Circle 3 Cowboy Fellowship's podcast. We are patriots, unafraid and unashamed to speak the truth and spread the gospel. Today's message is from Gary Lear. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the show. Probably judging by the with non-horses, so if your kids have horses, we don't charge for our... everybody this evening. Uh, got just a few announcements before we get started. So we've got our ranch hand camp coming up this uh, month. It's going to be at the end of the month. So it's, uh, help me with the date, somebody. 25th through the 28th. So that's a Thursday night through Sunday. And it is open to any and all children ages six to eight, uh, six to 16, who would like to come. And it's free of charge. So uh, we don't charge for our camp. Uh, we just want to invite the kids in and have an opportunity to minister to them and share Jesus with them. And that's what we're here for. So uh, that camp is coming up and we will be staying overnight. For those of you who aren't familiar with our camps, uh, you check in on Thursday night and we keep them overnight. Unless they break the law, then we send them back to you or just straight to the sheriff's department, either way. But uh, they stay through Sunday afternoon. And then Sunday, we have a church service. We do a free barbecue, and you can gather up your children and uh, take them. Now, we are open for kids with horses and for kids with non-horses. So if your kids have horses and want to participate in our horseback activities, we do clinics on barrel racing, pole bending. We do clinics on uh, team roping. Uh, we're going to have a cattle drive this year. So for all the kids who bring horses, we're actually going to push some cows around and do a cattle drive. So we've got all kinds of activities. We feed them well, we treat them well, and we share Jesus with them. So I want to encourage you, if if you've got children who would like to participate, there is no charge. Just see Cindy, uh, my wife who was playing the fiddle up here. See her, and she'll get you a pre-registration form. And uh, yep, right over there, and she'll get you taken care of. So uh, we want to invite you out for that. Then we've got uh, this coming Saturday, which is the 13th, we've got a Gymkhana that starts at 10 a.m. It will probably, judging by the Gymkhanas that we've done, it'll probably run until 4.30, 5 o'clock right in there. And then we start team roping. And we have a team roping jackpot that starts at 6 p.m. Make sure if you're going to ride, you are here and signed in by 5.45. I will be closing the draw on the 11 and a half slide at 5.45. So make sure you get here and help me out and get signed in. Um, you know, most churches do an annual, uh, meeting and, uh, we, we are no different. We try to do that on the 1st of April and basically what the annual meeting is, is according to our bylaws and the model that we follow, the congregation votes on our segundo board and our segundos are like our elders and at some churches they would probably be called elders, but in the cowboy church, we call them segundos. A segundo was the right hand man to the range boss when they did cattle drives back in the old days and so your segundos are your helpers to the pastor and so uh, 
We nominated, we've got our Segundos in place. We've had a couple changes in our Segundo board, but we've nominated people, and uh, we need the church to vote for approval on that. So we will be passing out a ballot next week after the service. And for anybody who considers yourself a member, since we don't do a formal membership, uh, you know, we consider you guys family once you've been here once. And uh, now some of you are a little bit shady. We might make you come a couple times before we consider you family. And then there's some of you who we really like, and we just let you be family as soon as you walk through the door. So it kind of varies. But if you consider yourself a part of our church and would like to have a voice, we will hand you a ballot, and you are more than welcome to cast your vote. And we will also be voting on a balanced budget. And that's not something that we have ever done. We are new at this stuff. This is a new church, but this year we are working and operating off of a budget. As you know, we don't pass an offering plate around here, but we do have a box in the back, and we also have an online thing with Facebook that you can give. Did I get an A-plus for that one, Stacy? She manages all of our Internet stuff, and so she told me to make a prod for that. Um, but uh, somehow money just ends up back there. I don't know how it happens. I don't know who gives. I don't want to know who gives. We have people who do, but, uh, you know, we want you guys to have a voice uh, and approve the budget. And so we will present that budget also next week after the service, just at the end, kind of like what we're going to do here with our baptism. Uh, let's see. We have um, ladies' Bible study here on Wednesday mornings. It's 9.30 a.m. is when it starts, and I, they get out. I don't know. Some of those gals get long-winded. So, uh, you know, Betty, once you get her wound up, I hear she's hard to slow down. 95 going on 96, but she doesn't stop. So that is at 930 on Wednesdays. And then we have a Zoom, ladies, Zoom Bible study. That's something new for us. And Stacy is heading that up. Stacy's one of our lay pastors here. And uh, so see, Stacy, if you're interested in the ladies Zoom Bible study, and they meet at on Wednesday nights at 630 till 8. I, I messed it up this morning, but I tried to remember. I watched the playback on Facebook, so I get it right. Okay. Thank you. All right. If you're new to the church, we have coffee mugs in the back, and we have backpacks for the kids. So I have never promised anybody that you'll ever receive a blessing from my preaching, so we want to make sure you leave with something. And so we've got coffee mugs and backpacks for the kids. Uh, if we have any kids at this time that would like to go with Linda, she's got a little kids service that she'll do in the back, and then she'll send you right back to your mom and dad. I missed, I skipped right over that, didn't I? Because barrel racing was first on, second on my list. That's right. Barrel racing Mondays. Uh, that is something new, and uh, we had our first barrel racing jackpot last week, and uh, Jonathan and Mike are putting that on. I think they did a great job. I was very pleased with the turnout they had and the way it ran and everything went really smooth for them that night. So if you are a barrel racer, we have a barrel racing jackpot. So see either Mike or Jonathan about getting into that. And that is tomorrow night at 6.30. And that will be every Monday night for the next four Monday nights now, I think. So barrel racing Mondays. And then of course we do our Thursday night ropings. Uh, so we've got a roping practice this Thursday night, and then the following week, uh, we do our Thursday night competition where we are tracking points and we will be giving away prizes. That's usually a round-robin competition, so um, that's coming up as well. I don't think I mentioned the roping clinic either. That is so good. My wife typed this all up for me so that I get my stuff together, and then here I am messing it all up. We have a roping clinic on July the 17th and 18th. Um, that's going to be Blue Allen putting on that clinic. It's a $200 fee to get in that pays for blue, 
but it also includes a $25 fee that is an entry fee to the jackpot roping we will do on Sunday afternoon. So after church on Sunday, we'll do a jackpot roping only for the people who are part of the clinic. And we're going to pay out 100%, and depending upon how many guys are in the in the jackpot, we'll determine how many holes we're going to pay, no more than three. But we'll pay out 100%, so that'll be an opportunity for you to win back your entry fees into the clinics. And so if you are interested in that, see Gene Seymour, and it doesn't look like Gene's here tonight, so you can talk to me about it, and we'll get you the information. There's a sign-up sheet for that. And then the other thing that I didn't have in my, in my uh, announcements is on the 28th, that is the Sunday after we do camp, as the closing Sunday of camp. We won't be doing an evening church service the way we normally do. We actually have a guest band coming in. Uh, they'll be coming in from uh, down in the Durango area. They're called the No Hat Band. And last year we had them up, and I was a little skeptical of a band that brags that they don't wear hats because there's just something wrong with a guy that don't wear a hat, if you ask me. But anyhow, they came up, and they were awesome, guys. They were really good. And so... Uh, Despite the fact that they don't wear hats, I want to encourage you to come out. It's a free concert, and it'll be here at the church at our normal church time, which is 630. Okay. Did I catch everything, guys? All right. We're going to start in the book of Mark. Chapters 3, verses 24 through 25. And it says, If a kingdom is divided against itself... That kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And these are the words of Jesus. And he's talking about division amongst people. And as I read that this morning, I thought, what in the world is going on in the world? We have got division, it seems like, worldwide in such a way that I've never seen in my 49 years of living. We are divided over just about anything that people can think of to be divided over. I don't like Vicky's hat, so therefore I don't like Vicky. Did you get that in prison? I thought so. Good, good. But when you think about what are we being so divided over, when well, you look at the country right now and there's riots going on. Now, I understand the protest, and I'm completely in support of people who want to exercise their right to, to protest. That's fine. But it doesn't give them the right to go break into some mom-and-pop store and rob a blind and burn it down. What does that have to do with anything? What's the reason for that? I understand people are angry, and I understand why they're angry. This last case is over that guy up in, in Minnesota and that tragedy that happened. And you know what? I don't care if the man was wearing a uniform. I hope he gets what he deserves because he was wrong for doing what he did. And there's a family that's hurt because of him. So I don't have a problem with people protesting. There's a group of people down here on Maine and Townsend, and they were holding up their signs. And, you know, more power to them. It didn't bother me that they were there. But I've heard stories of people going through these protest areas pulling horse trailers and they're throwing gasoline on the horses inside and trying to get them lit on fire. Now what good is that going to do anybody? But we protest, or, or, or we, they're rioting over that because there's been division sown in this country and in this world. We're divided over politics. We've allowed ourselves to be divided. 
I mean, somebody hates somebody because they wear a hat that supports a, a politician? Why are we, don't we all have the right to choose who we want to choose? Why does that have to be divisive? We're being divided by gender. Good grief. In certain areas, you can't pay a compliment to a lady about the way she looks or you're going to be considered a pervert, I guess. We're being divided by all kinds of things. And we're allowing it to happen. We live in a divided country, in a divided world. Now, I've got a, an app on my phone, and it's called uh, Newsrail. N-E-W-S-R-A-E-A-L. And it's Israeli news. It's an app that gives you Israeli news. And I like to know what's going on in Israel. I like to know what's going on in that part of the country because I've told you guys before, those of you who have heard me preach on this topic, if you want to know what God is doing, if you want to see prophecies being fulfilled, if you want to know what's going on, keep your eye on Israel. And so I like to watch that from time to time. And I noticed this morning that uh, one of the Shiite leaders over there that's kind of in charge of the mosque that's sitting on the holy site something about they're going to allow they're going to shut down the mosque for a period of time so the Jews can come to the holy site and worship folks that's getting close they keep that up and next thing you know Jews will be building the temple you know how it is you let one of them into the neighborhood and they just all move in I'm joking I'm joking God is going to work in that part of the region, and we need to keep an eye on it. So I watched that. But you know, as I was looking at this Newsrail app on my phone this morning, there was more news about the riots and the disruptions that are going on in our country than there was about what's going on over there. And that's a country that gets targeted with missiles like every other day, or rockets. And here they are reporting on the chaos in this country. See, the problems that we're seeing in America are not just American problems, but they're world problems. Because as America, being a world leader, where it leads, the world will follow. Let me give you an example. This morning on that same news report, there was a story of a police officer killed as, as a peaceful protest over what happened in Minnesota turned violent. Well, we've been hearing that every day, right? What's the big deal about it? It was in London. They're protesting in London. So don't tell me that the problems that we're seeing in America are just are American problems. We're seeing this division throughout the entire world. And we're finding all kinds of things to be divided over. You know, we look at each other as being different and we judge each other for it. We look at somebody who's wearing a prison hat and we think, huh. Or we see somebody who's covered in tattoos and we think, huh. Or piercings and we think, huh. We see somebody who's a different race than us and we sort it out. I want to read to you from Samuel, 1 Samuel. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at these things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Folks, it's time we start looking at each other the way God looks at us. That'll solve a lot of our division problems right there. Don't worry so much about how a person's dressed or what markings they may or may not have or what piercings they do and don't have. I told the story this morning, I'm going to tell it again. I have, at times, I see these, 
these people with the piercings in the, in the lip thing, you know? I think I was at Sonic when this happened. But anyway, and I asked the person, you know, if I took a fishing line and tied it through that lip on your, on your, loop on your lip and gave a little tug, would you fight like a bass for me and we could play go fish? And I told them this morning, you know, when you get to be 49 years old, that uh, the 20 years year olds start looking at you as an old. So I think when I was 20, if I'd have said that to a 20 year old, we'd probably end up in a wrestling match or something. But when you're 49, they just think I'm a crazy old man. And that's kind of nice. But we've got to stop looking at each other that way. We need to look at each other the way God looks at, each, at us. At the heart of a person, not the color of their skin, not the way they're dressed. We need to stop allowing ourselves to be divided amongst each other. Because it's happening. And I could sit here and I could point out groups and I could point out things. I'm not going to point out anybody but the devil. Because the devil is the one who's behind it all, I believe. Satan is the one who is in charge of dividing us. He wants us divided. Why is this? Satan's time is short, folks. And he knows it. He's got an agenda, and it's to go out, and it's to divide, and it's to, to, to kill, steal, and destroy, as the Word of God says. And he's out to do it, and that's his agenda. And he knows that his days are numbered, so he's turning up the heat. He's turning up the heat in this world, trying to create as much chaos and disorder as he can. The book of Revelation tells us that when Jesus does, in fact, return, Satan will be bound for a thousand years. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I hope I get to be around when that happens. That'll be fun for me. Devil went down to Georgia and he didn't come back. But he won't meet Georgia he's gone down to. Satan is doing all he can to attack. And he's not just attacking our nation. He's not attacking our world. He is attacking our churches too. We are not exempt here, people. He's attacking Christians, but he's attacking our Christian organizations. And one of the things that we allow Satan to attack us on is differences in doctrine. What is a doctrine? Well, doctrine is a set of beliefs. If you look around the valley, you're going to find, I don't know, maybe I don't know what the, what the geography is of it, but there's about 70, I believe, churches in the area, maybe more. And you're going to find a multitude of doctrinal beliefs. One thing I think we can all agree on is the facts in Scripture. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. That's it. That's fact, folks. There's no need for translation there. But we do. We run into doctrinal issues and doctrinal differences. And for whatever reason, churches can't seem to get past them, and they use doctrine to divide each other. I get so sick and tired when I hear pastors running down the other pastors in town or running down the other churches and saying we're so much better or they're so much worse. Why? Aren't we playing for the same team? We may have different doctrines, but are we not trying to achieve the same thing? I'm a builder. That's what I do for a living. I haven't figured out how to sit up here and talk to you guys and get paid for it yet. So I build houses. And I have ideas about how to build houses. I have my doctrine. When I go in, I have my way of doing things. But I could sit with another contractor, and there are some in the building maybe that we could sit and we could start talking, and we start finding out that my doctrine of how I build things and his doctrine of how he builds things are different. We could argue about who does it right and who does it wrong or who does it better. The bottom line is 
As long as a house gets built, what does it matter how you get there? As long as souls are being saved, why do we allow doctrines to cause division amongst us? Amongst the churches, but not only amongst the churches, within the churches. And this week, this church on two fronts has come under attack by a divisive spirit. And that's one thing we haven't had here, folks. It's one thing that I'm not going to tolerate. We had a gentleman come in. I'm not mentioning the names, but he came in. And uh, I've met him once. He's been to the services twice, and I've met him once. And he told one of our, our uh, lay pastors, don't talk to me about God. If I want to know about God, I'll ask. So that raises the question, then why are you in our church? But we know we want everybody to feel comfortable here. And if you don't want to know about God, we still want you to come. If you can tolerate hearing about God when you don't want to know about God, you're welcome to come and have dinner with us and enjoy our events and do all these things. And hopefully one day you'll want to know about God and we'll tell you. So that's not the worst thing. You don't like it, but it's not the worst thing that somebody comes in and says that. But where the problem started, now this person comes in, and I got called into a meeting this week with somebody who, who he was going to and trying to seed the vision in this church. And he had a list. And he started with some of our guys. And he called them out and said some, made some bad accusations against them. And then he turned on me. And as I told the church this morning, being a pastor is never anything I wanted to do. <laughs> And there are times I still don't. My grandpa told me a long time ago, he went to Bible college and, and uh, a little bit, and he said one of his professors told him, if you feel like you're called to preach but you don't know, try to do anything else. And if God leaves you alone about it, you'll be okay. But if God keeps calling you back to ministry, you better answer the call. Well, I went to Bible college, and then I tried to do anything else. And God kept calling me back, and I'm here. And I'm doing it out of obedience to God, but it was never my lifelong passion to be a preacher. And so when I found this information out, I wasn't very pastor-like. I was more contractor-like, if you can imagine what that's like. And I thank my segundos for talking me down the other night. Because I was prepared to do something that wouldn't have been very nice. And I appreciate it. We've got a good, you guys better vote yes on these guys because we've got a good bunch of segundos in this church. So next week I sure hope you do. But anyhow, what this man tried to start a rumor about me was that I am, and after one handshake, it amazes me that he was able to figure all this out about me because nobody else has ever accused me of it. But he accused me that, or started the rumor that I'm a womanizer and a child molester. So you can imagine why the contractor in me came out and I was ready to open up a can of, and we'll leave it at that. But you know, somebody sent me a text the other night and reminded me I need to practice what I preach. And I had just preached a sermon here a couple weeks ago about loving your neighbor. And while I'm still a little bit mad at her for sending me that, I appreciate it. <laughs> because it helped. And I prayed for him that night. And it seems as the problem has worked itself out. God has a way of doing that. But folks, I will not allow spirit of division to this church. 
this church has been special. It's been a special group of people. And we're living in a time where division seems to be ruling the roost. And we need to snuff it out as soon as it comes. We cannot have gossip. We cannot have things like that happening. Because what it does is it causes division. Before we get on to our baptisms, I want to share this. In Titus chapter 3, verse 9 through 11, it says to avoid foolish controversies. See, some of the controversies that we've run into in the church arise over doctrinal issues. Well, folks, as the pastor, I have my doctrinal beliefs. And they go hand in hand with the denomination that we're a part of. And the denomination has never once required that anybody in this building wear allegiance to their doctrine. Now, they kind of want me to, but that's okay. But they've never asked that you have to believe. And I tell you this, you don't have to agree with everything I'm selling up here. I explain my beliefs the way I've been taught, the way I was educated in school, the way I read the Bible. And I have my doctrinal beliefs, and they go hand in hand with the Wesleyan denomination that we're a part of. And it's not a requirement that you accept everything that I say. I'm doing the best I can to share the Word of God with you and the way I believe it. But if you've been taught different, I don't have to be right all the time. And that's okay. But I will not stand for division in this church because you don't like the doctrine that we're preaching. I'll simply ask you this. If you can't live with the doctrine, there are 70 other churches to choose from. But we're here to share Jesus with lost souls. That is our number one priority. And there's very little translation needed when it comes to Jesus is the only way to the Father. And that's really what we focus on here. So I want us to keep our guard up as we're going through this time where division is so bad. And in Titus chapter chapter 3, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law. Because these are unprofitable and useless. It's time that God's people stand together in unity. And we put our petty differences aside. And we unite, we don't divide. The rest of the world can divide around us, but we need to stay united. We need to stand for Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you'd like to, but you're not really sure how, please feel free to email us at circle3podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's circle, the number three, podcast at gmail.com. We would love to help you out. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and click follow. That way you never miss a message. Cowboy churches are the fastest growing in the nation, so there's sure to be one near you if you'd like to try it out. Have a great day. See you next time.